Hello and welcome back to the Kayaks and K-Signs podcast. I know it's been kind of a long break and I apologize for that, but we are back and we're going to revamp this podcast a little bit, get it back on Spotify forever and anywhere else you get your podcasts as well as start putting some episodes on YouTube in case you want to view those instead of just listening. So welcome back. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for tuning in and let's get started. Um, On today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, kind of the off-season plan for the Giants, a little bit of a preview, um, some free agents that the Giants should sign, that the Giants could look at signing, that I want the Giants to sign. Um, Yeah, this is going to be a pretty big off-season for the Giants after what happened last year, losing out on Aaron Judge and then the whole fiasco with Carlos Correa. So Farhan Zaidi and the rest of the Giants higher-ups are going to have to find a way to sign some big names and kind of satisfy this fan base a little bit. So let's kind of talk about those. But first of all, I just want to talk about, obviously, the biggest news coming out of the Giants so far is their hiring of Bob Melvin to be the manager. Um, If you don't know, with about three games left in the season, they fired manager Gabe Kapler. Um, While I don't think that he should have been fired, I think he was the scapegoat for an underperforming team, and they shouldn't have fired him to with three games left in the season, but I think he, they should, he shouldn't have been fired at all. I think he's a great manager. I think they just needed an excuse to point fingers at why the team was doing bad and why um, the clubhouse had some issues, so they let Kapler go. So I wish him the best. I hope he is able to find a job um, with another team whether that be managing, whether that be in the front office. So best of luck to Gabe Kapler. Thank you for all that you've done for the Giants and for helping us with the 107-win season that you will always be cemented in Giants history. So thank you for that. But to replace Gabe Kapler, obviously they hired Bob Melvin, stealing him from the San Diego Padres with one year left on his contract. Similarly to what happened with Bruce Bochy back in 2007, and we all know how that turned out. So hopefully Bob Melvin can bring us similar luck in the coming years, but I like this hire. I think Bob Melvin is a a storied manager. He's experienced. He has a lot of wins under his belt. He's a Bay Area guy, managed the Oakland A's for a long time. He's from the Bay Area, went to high school in the Bay Area played college baseball at Cal, um, grew up a Giants fan and has always dreamed of managing the Giants one day, played for the Giants as well back in his playing career. So I think this is a good hiring. Giants bring in a guy with experience who has an affinity for San Francisco, knows the organization, played for the organization, and he was a catcher when he played. And historically, not all the time, but a lot of the time catchers have made good managers. Look at Bruce Bochy. He was a catcher. He was all-time great manager. Joe Torre, 
another example of that. So I think from a Giants perspective, I think this is probably the best option for them. I mean, Stephen Vogt was out there, once again a catcher, but he um, was has never managed before and doesn't have experience. So I think the Giants wanted a guy that had experience and knew how to knew how to deal with a bunch of different situations and how to bring a clubhouse together. And Stephen Vogt, I think they don't think that he could have done that. But congrats to him on getting the job in Cleveland. I hope he does well there. He's always a forever giant. I always have loved Stephen Vogt. So I think that he does well in Cleveland, and I hope that he does. But back to Bob Melvin, I think the Giants are going to like this. The Giants are going to like this hiring. I think, as I said, he's experienced. He knows how to bring a clubhouse together. And obviously there's the issues with the Padres last year and what went wrong with them having such a talented roster. And I think obviously Bob Melvin has some blame for that, but I think also at the same time, the players themselves on the Padres were to blame a lot. And AJ Preller, the Padres um, general manager, him and Melvin didn't have the best relationship. And I think that had a lot to do with it. So I think Bob Melvin gets a fresh start in his dream job in the city that he loves. And I think from a player's perspective, he's good with players. He knows how to get the most out of his players and he knows how to recruit a lot of good players, which is going to be helpful for this upcoming free agent class. So overall, I like the Bob Melvin hiring. I was hoping that it happened when there was talks that his relationship with the Padres had soured. Um, And it's always good to take stuff from a division rival, obviously. And we know what happened with Bruce Bochy in 2007, how we stole him from the Padres with a year left on his contract. And then he led us to three World Series not not long after that. So not saying Bob Melvin's going to do the same thing, but he has playoff experience, led pretty not the best Oakland A's teams to the playoffs for – many years in a row, so he knows how to get teams to the playoffs, Um, got the Padres to the NLCS in his first year, so I like this hiring for the Giants. I think fans are going to like it. I think players are going to like it. I think the front office is going to like it, but we have yet, it remains to be seen, obviously, with the season not starting yet, but I think overall it's going to be successful for the Giants. Like I said, I wish Gabe Kapler the best. I hope he finds a job somewhere. But I'm excited for the new era of the Giants with Bob Melvin, and let's see how it goes. And before I continue, just want to say congrats to Bruce Bochy. Obviously, the Rangers just won the World Series a couple weeks ago. Bochy, his first year as the manager there, his fourth World Series in his career. Obviously, the first three, as I mentioned, coming with the Giants. Um, Giants fans can discuss all they want about whether Bochy was pushed out, whether he wanted to leave, whether all this stuff, but I think we should just be happy for him. He's one of the greatest managers of all time, and he just took a team that's been bad for a really long time and his first year and took them all the way to the World Series and got the win, and I think Giants fans should be celebrating that, and I think that's where the conversation should end. So congrats to him, and I hope that him and the Rangers have continued success throughout his tenure there, and... Thank you once again, Bruce Bochy, for bringing 
lots of winning years to the Giants. Um, so moving on, getting into the main um, theme of this episode, free agency. First of all, the Giants had some guys with options that are coming back. They gave they picked up their option on starting pitcher Alex Cobb, but the caveat was with him is he just had surgery, I believe. I think it was his hip, but I am not entirely sure. I'm going to have to look into that. Um, but Alex Cobb is coming back, but he's going to miss, I'd say a two months of the 2024 season. Oh, looking at right here, he's having labrum surgery. So not hips, but with his labrum surgery that he just had, he's probably going to be out until I would say probably June. But I think it was a no-brainer for the Giants to pick him up. Obviously, they signed him on kind of a prove-it contract a couple years ago, and he's done more than that. He's much outperformed his contract. He's been one of our best pitchers the last couple years. Obviously, he was an all-star this last season, pitched in the all-star game in Seattle. So I think it was a no-brainer for him to come back, even though He's probably going to be out for a couple months, but he's going to help contribute when he comes back and hopefully be as good as he has been the last couple years. Um, some contention with this next decision amongst Giants fans, but Ross Stripling decided to pick up his option for next year. Signed a two-year contract with the Giants with an opt-out after the first, but decided to come back. The Giants were very excited about Ross Stripling when he signed, coming off a really good year with the Blue Jays. But he had a pretty bad year with the Giants, honestly. Gave up a lot of home runs, which is not like him at all. Um, and that kind of just plagued him the whole year. Had a really high ERA um, and just never really was the pitcher that the Giants hoped he would be um, when they signed him. But And he did have some... Complaints about being put on the quote unquote phantom IL. If people believe that that's a thing, he he said that he was fully healthy, but the Giants just didn't want to pitch him. But that's a discussion that can be back and forth. But Stripling ultimately, seeing the free agency class and seeing his underperforming year, decided to come back and try and reset again with the Giants. And I think that he's going to have a better year. Obviously, he had a really tough year in 2023, but I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's in a contract year, and I think he's going to – and the Giants are historically good at signing pitchers that struggle and then fixing them and tweaking them and making them better and then them getting a lot of money in free agency. So I think Stripling – I think he's going to have a better year. I think he could definitely compete to kind of get back into the starting rotation, and he could definitely be a – long option out of the bullpen if the Giants decide to do that. But I wasn't sure how I felt about Stripling coming back, but he's on the team now. He's back, and I think we got a root for him, and I think he's going to have a bounce back year. He might not have a he might not have a stellar ERA. He might not have the best stats, but I think he's going to do a lot better in 2024 and help the Giants a lot in a lot of ways, whether that be starting or coming out of the bullpen. I think he can be a valuable um, piece 
And then the last person who opted into their contract who had a similar contract to Ross Stripling was Michael Conforto. This was also contentious amongst Giants fans, but Michael Conforto had an okay year last year. For about a month or so in the middle of the year, he was raking and the Giants were winning. And then he got hurt and he stopped hitting and his defense wasn't great. And he just overall didn't have his best year, but he didn't play all of 2022. He had a really big injury the year before that with the Mets. But before he got injured, he was pretty good on the Mets. Serviceable outfield, good defense in right and left, um, pretty good power bat. And while he had a down year with the Giants, I think he can definitely get back to being the Michael, the Michael Conforto that the Giants signed him, signed him to be. He can def, He's a left-handed power bat at Oracle Park, which is always something that you want. So I think he could definitely get to that 20, 25 homers that the Giants hope for him, maybe even be the first person since Barry Bonds to hit 30 homers for the Giants. So, and I think, especially with the free agent class that's coming and with Conforto's age, as well as other people at his position, I could see the Giants making Conforto into a full-time DH or a platoon DH against um, righties as he's not the best against lefties. So I could see in order to kind of mitigate Conforto's injuries and kind of utilize his bat the best way possible, I could see him just becoming a DH and stick with some other options in the outfield, like Mike Yastrzemski, who I think is a better defender than Conforto. So I could see in order for them to fully utilize what Michael Conforto is capable of to get those power numbers back up and to get that hitting more consistent, I could see him being a full-time DH, occasionally going into the outfield if they need to. But I think being a full-time DH is going to be better for Conforto as he gets to focus primarily on his bat and it can mitigate injuries, which hampered him a lot last year. So I'm excited for him to be back too. Hopefully he can have a rebound year, like I said, in that DH role and be the Michael Conforto of old that helped the Mets so much in there when he was an outfielder for them. Um, a free agent that opted out of their contract with the Giants was Sean Manaya. Obviously, to start the year for the Giants, he was not great at all. Had a above five ERA, got demoted from the starting rotation to the bullpen, and in the middle of the season, it looked like there's no way he's going to opt out of his contract. He's going to come back and try and see what happens. But then in the middle of the year, he turned it around and was really solid as a long reliever out of the bullpen for the Giants, revamped his stuff, gained his velocity back, and then eventually earned his way a spot back into the rotation and was very effective for the Giants down the stretch and was one of the reasons that they were so competitive for so long I think he had a streak at one point of not giving up a home run for a really long time for a couple months which is pretty impressive and I can see why he opted out of his contract I think he knows that that end of year success that he had both in the bullpen and in the rotation could net him a decent contract especially with the weak free agent class that 2023 is offering so not surprised that Sean Manaya is opting out of his contract. Sad to see him go, but 
I hope the best for him in free agency. And there is a possibility that the Giants bring him back. I mean, if he gauges the free agent market, if the Giants gauge the free agent market and they decide, hey, the pitchers that we wanted, we got some of them and we kind of just need some depth. And Manaya sees, hey, the contract that I wanted is not really there and I had success with the Giants and they're willing to talk to me, then I could see a mutual coming together there in order to get a deal done. But I think ultimately Manai could latch on somewhere with a pretty decent contract and we'll, we'll see what happens, but I hope the best for him. And I thank him for what he's done for the Giants in his one year of work. Um, before talking about free agents, I just want to talk about Brandon Crawford. Obviously, he had potentially his last game in a Giants uniform at the end of 2023 against the Dodgers, quite fittingly. There's been rumors that he wants to keep playing in 2024, but I don't think there's a place for him on the Giants, and I don't know if teams are going to want to sign him, he had a pretty, pretty bad year in 2023. I mean, his defense is still really, really good. It's not how it was when he was in his prime, but he's still very serviceable at shortstop. So maybe a team wants to sign him to be kind of a veteran leader for a younger infielder and be a lefty bat off the bench if they need it. But I think ultimately, I don't know if his career is over, but I think his time with the Giants is over, but obviously Brandon Crawford, the greatest shortstop in Giants history, one of the most memorable Giants of my lifetime, helped us win two World Series, that big grand slam in the wild card game in 2014. All his crazy defense and clutch hits and everything in between, his character, his family, his love of San Francisco and the Giants, I think Brandon Crawford is the epitome of what it means to be a Giant and Although I think his time with his childhood team is up, I just want to thank him for being such an important part of my childhood and helping impact the lives of so many Giants fans and be such an integral part of two of the three World Series championships that we had in those in that dynasty time in the 2010s. And for all that he's contributed both to the community of San Francisco, to the team, to fans, and to everything in between. Thank you, Brandon Crawford, for everything that you've done for the Giants. I wish you the best of luck. I know you just had a new baby, so congrats on that. Best of luck to you and your family, and thank you once again for everything that you've done for the Giants. Now, continuing on in free agency, some Giants that are becoming free agents along with Manaya are Jacob Junis, Alex Wood, Jock Peterson, Brandon Crawford, as I just said, John Brebbia, and Scott Alexander. I think the Giants would be okay with losing all of these guys. I personally like John Brebbia, and if there's a way that we can bring him back, I think that'd be awesome. He's an integral part of the Giants' bullpen, and I think he was hurt a lot last year, which kind of hampered him a little bit, but when he was there, he was really good in that opener role in Middle innings and late innings, he was always good. And honestly, with how the Giants are going to build their team, I don't think there's going to be openers anymore. So 
I think that era is kind of done for Brebbia, but I think if we can if we can bring him back in some capacity, I would really like that. But I think, again, the Giants would be okay with losing him, and they could bring in a different bullpen arm to kind of complete the bullpen that's always been good. Um, Junis, I think they can live with not having any more. He had a pretty good year both starting and out of the bullpen, but I think they want to give their young guys, Tristan Beck, Keaton Wynn, um, obviously Kyle Harrison, um, Carson Weisenhunt could be an option. So I think they just want to give some of their young guys the option to kind of fill that starter long reliever role that Junis had. So I think they can be okay with him leaving. Alex Wood obviously was injured a lot and didn't have a good year. I think they could, they would be happy with him leaving, um, find a better starter to replace him. Jock Peterson, again, really disappointing year from him in the DH spot, didn't have the power numbers that they wanted, didn't hit for average that they wanted, and they had to play him in the outfield sometimes. And he's just, to be honest, he's a liability in the outfield. So I think, Although it was cool to have Jock Peterson for a couple years, he grew up a Giants fan, and he always brought personality to the team. I think it's time to move on. Brandon Crawford I already talked about, and then Scott Alexander, I think they can live with him leaving. He is a lefty bullpen piece, which is hard to come by at times, but I think there's people that are better than him in free agency that could replace him, and he just didn't have – the best year with the Giants last year, so I think they'll be happy to let him walk. Um, now, before getting into the big hitters of free agency, I want to talk about some trades. Obviously, Farhan has talked about the Giants making a splash with a trade, being that the free agency class is not very strong. Mike Trout has been thrown around. Pete Alonzo has been thrown around. Um just to get some kind of star power on the Giants. And a name that's been thrown around a lot is Michael Conforto, actually. Um, they did bring – or he did opt into his contract, and they are expecting a better season from him, but they do have a plethora of outfielders. They have Conforto, Slater, Yastrzemski. Luis Matos is going to get a lot of playing time. Elliot Ramos is there. Wade Meckler is an option. Um so there's a lot of guys in the outfield that um, the Giants have to work with, but they need to get bigger in the outfield, and I'll talk about that later, but they need a true center fielder who can play every day, play really good defense in the outfield, hit for average, hit for power, and I think with the outfielders that they have now, they're not going to get that from all of them. And obviously you can't get that from everyone, but they have so many outfielders that they could make a trade. Like they could make, they could throw a package of a bunch of prospects and throw Michael Conforto in there for Mike Trout or bring Conforto back to the Mets, trade him for Pete Alonso, kind of get some star power at first base. Um, so I don't know exactly what they're going to do. I'm not going to make predictions. You can read those predictions on Twitter, various Giants blogs and articles, but I think Conforto could definitely be an option where if a trade becomes available for a, a, a star player such as Mike Trout or 
Pete Alonso, Christian Yelich has been thrown around. So players like that, if a trade like that becomes available, I think Michael Conforto could definitely be an option in that. Another trade piece is Austin Slater. A lot of people are saying that they shouldn't bring Slater back in arbitration. I do think that they will do that. I think they're going to offer arbitration to all their guys, Austin Slater, J.D. Davis, Yastrzemski, a few others. Um, but once again, like I said, there's a plethora of outfielders that aren't the best. They aren't the worst. They just have a lot of them. And there's a lot of young guys knocking on the door. Like I said, Ramos, Matos, Meckler, even I forgot to mention Tyler Fitzgerald can play in the outfield. So I think Slater could be another Conforto type. And Slater's value is a little worse than Conforto, I would say, just because the role that he has with the Giants, like, is very weird. He's a he, he's a he pinch hits a lot. He is really really good against lefties, and he historically is one of the greatest pinch hitters of all time. If you look at the stats, I know it's crazy to believe, but against righties, he struggles a bit. He doesn't play a lot, and I think the Giants kind of want to solidify an everyday outfielder that they can slot into a corner, slot into the center field and kind of be an everyday presence in the lineup, which Austin Slater just isn't. So I think um, like Conforto, Slater could definitely be thrown into a trade. But I think as far as not bringing him back in arbitration, I don't think the Giants are going to do that. I think they're going to bring him back as well as the other guys um, and just kind of talk and just see how they go with that. And if a trade – comes up, like I said, and Slater fits the bill for what the other team wants, and I could see them parting ways. Um, one more trade that's been thrown around is J.D. Davis, another arbitration guy. First half of 2023 was awesome, made the all-star game, and then he kind of got hurt and played through his injury and didn't really hit to the level that he did in the first half, but his defense was really, really good way above expectations for what the Giants thought was going to happen. Uh, um, But he is not the best hitter. And I think if the Giants could find a way to upgrade at third base or first base, because J.D. Davis can play first base, I think they have the roster construction to where if J.D. Davis needed to be moved in a trade, they could do it. I mean, you have Wilmer Flores to play third. I don't know if you want him to do that with his um, his lack of athleticness, if you can call it that. But he is an option at third base. Tyler Fitzgerald could play that position. Luciano, if you want to teach him another position, could slot over there. Tyro Estrada can play third. So I think... If J.D. Davis comes up in a trade, like I said, with Slater and Conforto, I think that's definitely a possibility. But as of right now, J.D. Davis is the starting third baseman, and I think it's going to stay that way. But like I said, if a trade happens, then you never know. Um, So now, finally, the main topic of the episode, free agency. Obviously, like I've said, the free agency class – Not the strongest this year, but there is a lot of things for the Giants to work with. 
like I said, they're going to try and make make moves through trades and kind of get a big player like that. But there is some possibilities and wants in free agency that I think the Giants are going to go for. Obviously, the first one, the Giants have said they're going, they're going to go all out. They're not going to be outbid for this player is Yoshinobu Yamamoto out of Japan. He's expected to be posted by the Oryx Buffaloes in the upcoming... I don't know if he's already been posted, but he's definitely planned on being posted by the Oryx Buffaloes in the coming days. And obviously, I think he's the best pitcher in the free agency class. Um, He's 25 or 26 years old, one of the two. I think he's 25. He's lit up and he's lit up the NPB for years since he was a teenager. He had a really, really good year. Um, this year in the Japan series, which is the playoffs in the MPB, he threw a complete game, one run with 138 pitches. He throws gas. He's really good. And I think if the Giants sign him, and I really hope that they do, and they've said that they're going to do whatever it takes to get him, he instantly slides into that rotation to be a, a kind of co-ace with Logan Webb and lead the lead the Giants pitching staff for years to come. He is young, which is also really good. Um, so he can pitch for a long time. Um, and Bob Melvin, another good reason why we hired him is he's good with um, Asian players. He has a good relationship with the Asian players. Obviously, he coached um, Hassan Kim and Yu Darvish in uh, on the Padres, um, and it's been told that he, it's been said that he has done well with recruiting Asian players in the past. So I think that's a plus for the Giants, and I think. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more pieces to fill, but I think if you get Yamamoto, that's already off to a great start for the free agency. Obviously, every team's going to be getting him or going to be going for him. There's the big hitters, the Dodgers, obviously, the Yankees, the Mets. They're all going to be competing for him, but I think the Giants have a really good shot, and if they do, he's going to solidify their pitching rotation for a really long time, and he's going to be the face of the Giants and their pitching staff, along with Logan Webb for years to come. And is someone that the Giants and Giants fans should look forward to another guy coming out of Asia that the Giants should sign is young Ho Lee this time out of Korea. He is also being posted soon. He is also, I believe 25 or 26, but he's an outfielder. Um, he's a center fielder. Plays good defense, hits for power, hits for average. I think has pretty good speed, and he's what the guy. He's the guy that the Giants need. They law they lack a lot of athleticism in the outfield. They don't have a true center fielder. I mean, obviously they have Luis Matos, but he's still young and unproven in the big leagues. Elliot Ramos, once again, same situation. Mike Yastrzemski, not really fast enough or athletic enough to play center field. Same with Conforto and Slater. So young Ho Lee is the guy that the Giants need to solidify an everyday starting outfielder 
that they've been missing for a really long time. Oh, and Chaniger, you can also throw into that mix. He's not really athletic enough to play center field. I think he's going to be a DH along with Conforto a lot more than he's going to play in the outfield. But um, I think Lee is that guy that you come in, you bring him in, and he instantly makes the outfield a lot more athletic, and he makes the lineup a lot better. He's a power bat. He hits from the left side, which is also a plus at Oracle Park. So I think if the Giants are going to sign a position player, it should be Young Ho Lee out of Korea. He's young, athletic, fast, good defender, good hitter, what the Giants need. And he with Yamamoto, if they come, they're going to be the face of the pitching staff and the outfield for years to come for the Giants and have a reason for fans to be excited. And then obviously the biggest free agent that the Giants should get and the Giants are going to heavily pursue is the greatest player on the planet, Shohei Otani. Obviously, next year, Shohei Otani will not be pitching as he had Tommy John surgery, but he's still a really good hitter, and if the Giants can sign him, he's going to be the face of the franchise that the Giants really haven't had since, I mean, Crawford, Posey. Like, Otani's going to be the face of the franchise for years to come. He's gonna hit. He's gonna hit really well next year. Power hitting lefty, like I said, you can instantly toss him into that DH spot. Um, and then once he c- recovers from Tommy John, who knows how he's gonna be as a pitcher? Whether he's gonna start again? Whether he's gonna come out of the bullpen? But I think that's still a valuable commodity. And obviously, he's not gonna be able to do the the two way thing forever. But I think he's the most valuable free agent on the market. He's the greatest player in the world, and the Giants need to do everything they can to sign him because he will be the face of the franchise for years to come, and he will instantly put a spark into the Giants' offense and to their pitching staff once he comes back from injury. And I think if you are the Giants, you have to do whatever you can to sign Otani and put him in a Giants uniform. Next up is a player similar to Lee, but who I'm a little more wary of, but if the Giants signed him, I would be pretty happy, is Cody Bellinger. Now, Cody Bellinger obviously was a Dodger, um, had some really good years with the Dodgers, won MVP, but then all of a sudden he just fell off. Like he, his power numbers were gone, his average numbers were gone. Like he just could, he could not hit water if he fell out of a boat. He was really, really struggling, and the Dodgers ultimately let him go. Um, and this past year, the Cubs signed him to kind of a a one-year prove-it prove it contract, and he proved it. He hit, he hit over 300, got his power numbers back, was good in the outfield, and he, um, he's looking to kind of gauge the market this year. He opted out of his contract with the Cubs, and um, he's looking to kind of gauge the free agent market. He's similar to Lee as he would solidify center field for a long time to come for the Giants. Obviously, he can play first base a little bit too if they need him to, but that position shouldn't be much of a necessity. Um, He is older than Lee, but he's still only 28 or 29. He's a lefty power bat at Oracle Park, like I said, which is always good. He can hit for average. He's good in the outfield. He's fast. He's athletic, and that's what the Giants need. 
personally, I would prefer Lee over um, Bellinger, but because only because Bellinger is just not really a proven commodity. I mean, he did struggle for a really long time with the Dodgers towards the end of his time there. And who knows if this year with the Cubs is a fluke. Could have just been the Cubs coaching staff. I don't know. Something about Chicago. Like, who knows if it's a a, a fluke. So I think Bellinger is more of a question mark than Lee. I mean, obviously, Lee has question marks. He's never played in Major League Baseball before. But I think he's more of a solidified signing than Bellinger. But if the Giants signed him, I will. If the Giants signed Bellinger, I wouldn't be disappointed. And he's definitely a guy that you can plug into the outfield right away and instantly makes it more athletic. So those are kind of my position. Those are kind of my top four free agents that I would like to see um, the Giants sign. And now we'll get into some some other options that could be possibilities. Obviously, Aaron Nola is a free agent. Um, he had a down year with the Phillies this year, but was pretty good in the playoffs for them. Um, and he's been pretty good in the past for them as the in the top of their rotation. I think Aaron Nola would fit in nicely with the Giants. He can be that second or third starter, especially if they sign Yamamoto, if they could have a one-two-three punch of Webb, Yamamoto, and Nola, and then have Kyle Harrison and Descofani or Stripling or someone or Cobb when he comes back in that fifth that fifth starter role, I think that instantly makes the pitching rotation one of the best in baseball. I would love Aaron Nola. I think he'd fit in nicely with the Giants. He's a great pitcher. He's historically been good, even after his down year this year. So if the Giants, even if the Giants whiffed on Yamamoto, which I'm not putting that into the universe, and I would be greatly disappointed if they whiffed on Yamamoto, but if they could find a way to kind of recover that and sign Aaron Nola, I would like that a lot. Another option who I like but I'm not sold on is Blake Snell. Blake Snell obviously probably going to be the Cy Young winner um, this year. Had a really good year with the Padres. Made the uh, Didn't make the All-Star game, weirdly enough, but should have. Um, probably going to win the Cy Young. Played for Bob Melvin, obviously, with the Padres, so there's a connection there. But the one thing that sticks out to me is his walks. He had 99 walks on the year. I think his walks per nine was like a five, which is really, really high, especially for a Giants pitching staff who doesn't walk a lot of people. Um, and with the Giants defense, who did have a good year in terms of outs above average, but did make the most errors in the league, walking a lot of people and forcing them to make plays with runners on is not something that you want. So while I think Blake Snow would instantly make the Giants pitching staff better. He's a power lefty arm who's probably going to win the Cy Young this year. I think the walks might scare Zaidi away. Obviously, the connection with um, Bob Melvin is there with their time in San Diego together. But I think if we did sign Blake Snell, I would be happy. He would make the pitching rotation a lot better. But if we didn't sign Blake Snell, it wouldn't hurt my feelings either. Another pitching option who could be kind of middle of the rotation is Marcus Stroman. In a surprise move, he opted out of his contract with the Cubs and elected free agency. Um, the Giants were targeting him at the trade deadline and have targeted him in free agency in the past, but obviously nothing has come to fruition. He's always talked highly about the Giants 
He's always talked highly about the Giants and them being a top-class organization and someone that he would like to play for. So I think if the mutual interest is there and the Giants think that Stroman can help them out and Stroman wants to experience the top-class organization that he says the Giants are, I think that could definitely be an option. And I, I think Stroman would make the pitching rotation better. I mean, he's a compliment to Blake's net, or to Logan Webb. He's not going to be the ace, but he's going to be a solid second or third starter that can kind of mentor Kyle Harrison and some of the younger guys and plug into that rotation and be an effective starter for the Giants. So I think that's definitely someone that they want to look out for and someone that would be pretty good to sign. Uh, I like Marcus Stroman. Um, I like how he plays. So I think if the Giants wanted to sign him, then they should. And I think he'd fit in really well with the team and um, be a good addition to the pitching rotation. Another kind of back-end rotation option is Michael Walker. Um, the Padres did not pick up his option, um, so he's a free agent. Obviously, connection with Bob Melvin playing for the Padres last year. He had a really, really good year, sub-3 ERA, I believe. Um, he was a really solid starter for the Padres, pitched a lot of innings. So I think if the Giants want him as kind of a back-end rotation guy to kind of solidify their rotation and not need the amount of openers that they did this year. I think that's definitely an interesting signing to look out for, for the giants is Michael Walker obviously has that connection with Bob Melvin. So I don't think the giants need Michael Walker. I don't think that they're really looking at Michael Walker. They're trying to look at those front end guys like Yamamoto and um, maybe make a trade get Aaron Nola in free agency or make a trade for Corbin Burns or some of the other um, starters that might be available through trade. But Walker could be an option if things go awry and they need to sign someone. He's very intriguing. Um, another kind of similar to Walker, but more on the higher part of the rotation is Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, Cy Young finalist this year for the Twins, had a really, really good year. Um, one thing that the Giants might not like about him is that the Twins offered him a qualifying offer, which means the Giants would lose a draft pick if they signed him. But I think Farhan, with how the last couple off seasons have gone, might have to throw that out the window and just say, we're going to do it anyway. Sonny Gray would be a great pickup for the Giants. Has Bay Area ties, has Bob Melvin ties as he played for the A's at the beginning of his career. He's had a couple good years for the Twins. Um, obviously, like I said, he finished in the top three of Cy Young voting. Um, and I think he would really help be the guy behind Logan Webb, number two in their rotation. And if they got Yamamoto, they could even go after Gray, too, and have a really solid rotation, like I said, kind of an Aaron Nola type. So I think Sonny Gray is definitely someone to look out for. Um, another pitcher is Eduardo Rodriguez. He opted out of his contract with the Tigers. He had a really good year with them. Had some pretty good years for the Red Sox, too, at the start of his career. He's a lefty, which I think the Giants could use in their rotation, kind of complement Kyle Harrison. But Rodriguez has stated that he wants to play on the East Coast. I don't know if that's true, but I think he's not necessarily the top option for the Giants. He's 
he's definitely on the radar, but I don't think he's up there. But I think, like I said, kind of with Michael Walker, if all else fails and they need a guy, Eduardo Rodriguez would be great to plug into that rotation. And then the last guy I want to talk about is Reese Hoskins. He has giants written all over him. I mean, he's from the Bay Area. He's from Sacramento. I believe he grew up a Giants fan, but I'm not sure. Um, the Phillies, he is coming off an injury. The Giants love to do that. He missed all of last season with an ACL, I th- believe, or an Achilles injury. Um, he brings power to lineup. You can throw him at first base. You can throw him in the DH spot. If they want to get rid of Lamont Wade Jr., which I don't think they should do, Hoskins could go in there. But I think ultimately you keep Wade and kind of put a fly out on Hoskins anyway. I think he definitely brings power to the Giants. He's not my favorite signing. I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if they signed him, but it wouldn't make me over the moon. I think he's coming off an injury. He's coming off an injury year. He didn't play at all last year. Um he did have some big hits and big moments for the Phillies, but I think he's kind of a question mark, and I think the Giants kind of need to go away from that, and they need to sign guys that they know can perform and they know can do well and that can be in the lineup every day. And I'm not sure if Reese Hoskins is that guy, but if they feel that they need to kind of solidify the lineup a little bit and there's not a lot of options in free agency, which there aren't, I think Hoskins could definitely be an interesting fit for the Giants. Obviously, we'll monitor free agency as it continues, um, and I will update you if the Giants make any signings. Hopefully they get Yamamoto, Otani, Lee, those guys that I talked about. They need to have a strong free agency to please the fan base and to kind of start competing again and give Bob Melvin a good team to work with. Um, I'm excited for the upcoming season. We'll see how free agency goes. Um, If there's anyone I missed, let me know. I can talk about them in the next episode. Um, But thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Bye.